Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to uh, whatever the, we're going to call this podcast. It was the podcast, the podcast. I don't know what we'll call this, but we're in the, we're in the fire management. station. Anger management. Aye. Grief counselling. <laughs> we're in uh, the fire station, one of the more classier pubs in, uh, in Sunderland. Uh, I've got with me regular Craig, Yari. It's been better. Aye. Is that because it's match day? Before uh, the match? Uh, basically, uh, reality is kind of sat in that uh, new year, new us. One up front again. Yeah, um, new year, same us. Basically, yeah. So a little bit disappointed that I've seen the lineup, uh, But, you know, here we are. For the last three... Like starting eleven things I've done, I've always started the Charlie White bit with. As long as Phil Parkinson has a hole in his ass, Charlie White will be starting up front, and I think it's kind of true. But it makes it my job easier because just copy and paste. Um, and last but not least, we've got a new person on here. We've got Ian, also known as Arbos McAmey. All right, Ian. I'm very well, thank you very much. It's nice to have another Scottish accent because apparently, man, apparently I'm the Scottish one, even though I'm, I'm technically not. But no, um, I'm not Scottish either. So you've got the Scottish twang. You've got the Scottish twang. Closer it gets. <laughs> Um, so we've got the team news in. Team news is, as far as I'm aware, it looks like another uh, five at the back. So uh, McLaughlin in goal. Your back three is Ozturk, Willis. Flanagan comes in for Joel Lynch. Um, then you've got like Luke O'Nine and Denver Hume as either, whether you class it as a back five, the right backs, but like right wing backs or right midfielders. You've got Dobble, lovely Dobble, um, and Max Power in the middle. Gucci keeps his place. I thought he might have been dropped the bench because it's, what's, three games in six days. Chris Maguire, who's got two and two. And, of course, as we've discussed already, Charlie White. Um, I'll come to you first. Craig, what do you think of the team? You mentioned three again. I, I, I don't know. I keep seeing five. I keep seeing that, yeah. Seven went led better. Uh, I don't. I was going to, well, look, yeah. Powell probably sit as the holding midfielder, so it's going to be six, isn't it? I know Dobson has a license to go forward, but... Tin Hat on I just think George Dobson's shite. Honest to God, I don't think he offers us anything at all. Tin Hat off, I love George I Dobson. Can't, I don't know why. I just honest love to him. God, I can't think of a positive contribution. His hair? Look, I'm past it. I, I can't have hair like that. <laughs> Not for a man in his 30s. Jesus Christ. People think I've got a midlife crisis. I'm 33. I'm definitely having a midlife <laughs> crisis, and that's why my hair is exactly like George Dobson. George, if you're listening, thanks for the inspo. No, look, it was. Yesterday, when you know Parkinson's number two has done the lineup, uh, sorry, the lineup, the presser even, to say that you know we're going to be starting, you know, keep keep defensive solids and things like that. And I'm just thinking, look, we're keep home. Defensive and solid. Are we? Are we not going to like eventually take a game to somebody because 
you know, it's clear that the talent's there. You look at the bench, right? I don't want to say Will Grigg is talent because the reality is he's got no talent. But Mark McNulty, is he not doing enough to start a game? Every time he's coming on, he's got he's feeding off scraps for 10 minutes and he's looking like he's creating a chance. So, McNulty came on against Fleetwood and created his first, created the chance all on his own. So that's what I mean. Is it, is it not time that he gets a goal? Because with all due respect to Charlie White, he's, he hit the post, granted, the other day, but... He, he, he's just, just a lump. Exactly that. He's, he's not doing it. And he's not a very good one at that. To no, be honest. I mean, the, the Harry suit that absolutely bugged him. You're hearing comparisons with people like Kevin Kyle and stuff like that, and I think it's quite, quite, quite unfair to Kevin Kyle's quite to be honest. To Kevin Kyle, very it? unfair to Kevin Kyle. But, Kevin Kyle was good in the championship. Yeah, I mean, but look, Wake's not cutting the grid. I personally think at the end of the season, we'll probably be trying to offload him or a team who's going to be looking for promotion out of League 2 next season. Yeah. That could be us, actually, if we uh, persist with full <laughs> Parkinson. But no, look. Um, I, I think games like this I think I think you've got to go more attacking minded because I'm looking at that lineup and I think we're going to invite an awful lot of pressure I think the midfield's quite weak Power and Dobson I, for me I think we'll probably end up getting overrun Will you leave Dobbo alone please? Personal opinion <laughs> you know look if people grief George Honeyman and they said George Honeyman wasn't very good I, look if, if Dobson's Honeyman's replacement then but no look um, quite underwhelmed if you like um, the As bench always the bench obviously is somewhat of, of a positive you've got one more who can come on and yeah, run his people changer, I guess. He, he's, if there is one he's hot and cold isn't he I mean he runs at people doesn't really so much have an end product um, but look I think I think McNulty should have been involved today yeah so do I Ian what do you think of the lineup? I think uh, you know formation wise I'm always a bit a bit sort of torn I think in theory on you know p- paper a fluid three or a five you know energy should work, you know, we should be able to swarm all over teams but have we got the players there to do it? I don't think we do you know, Power he's not the midfielder I thought he would be Nah, I hate Max Um, Power, I'll be honest, I'm going to put out there, I hate Max Power We said this after the Bolton game again, it's one of those, you don't really know fully what he offers, I mean he always seeks out the Hollywood ball and things like that doesn't he, that people say He thinks he's Stephen Gerrard and he's not Basically, yeah. He's not even a League One, Steve Gerrard. I'm sorry, Max. I don't mean to be harsh, but I just don't. I don't rate you, mate. Sorry. Mm. Prove I, us wrong, please. Prove us wrong. Well, what I would like to know, and is this just the curse of you know Sunderland? But why, why do players who look good in other League One sides look shy and come hours. here and yeah, they're, yeah, they're just awful. <laughs> how, yeah. long, how long have you got to discuss that? <laughs> well, for, for me, the, the, the thing that got me with the Sunderland curse that's definitely existing is Dave Jones, 20 years doing absolutely nothing wrong one of the best presenters still one of the best presenters the country's ever had and yet two days at Sunderland and somehow gets embroiled in a racism row if that's not the curse of Sunderland I'll never know what is yeah. but then again lads on the flip side we're talking about like football's the worst thing World War is going to happen how do you feel about World War Three? quite positive if it's going to bring an end to this pain every Saturday I mean <laughs> going to get rid of play ratings going to be troop ratings isn't it that's Luke it. smiled at everyone brought world peace that's 9 it, out yeah. of 10 I mean look if, if you want depression I mean my depression was basically I just got back off holiday a couple of days away yesterday I left my Christmas lights on over, over Christmas oh no so yeah I come home to, to obviously take my tree down listen to Stuart <laughs> Donald's interview on Total Sport and know that we've got Lincoln at home today so if that's not a come, come down back to earth I don't know what it is but I'm quite concerned about Lincoln today. I thought when we played them down there, they 
they really dug in and they, they, they give us a tough time. And I think the back's by around what three thousand a day, so three thousand down a day. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and they're, they're gonna be up for us. They're gonna be up for it. I mean, I don't want to do a disservice to anyone, but this is gonna be another cup final sort of atmosphere for them. They're gonna come up and I think they'll take the game to us. Was that the only one at Lincoln? Did any of you go to Lincoln? No, I, I went to Lincoln as well, unfortunately. Um, it was it was the pace that scared me. Uh, like the, the, the like they had that Bruno Andrade who's injured, but they've got Harry Anderson in. Uh, Tyler Walker's really good. Uh, he's got I think twelve goals and twenty two years old. So they do have players in there that are gonna. To be honest with you, I like Alan Mozturk. I think he's one of our better defenders, which is not saying much. Best of a bad bunch. Best of a bad bunch. But Ozturk and Ozturk and Flanagan at the back. I, I think any pace that comes up against them, they're gonna get tortured. Um, but do you think that Willis can manage? Tyler Walker Ian how, how do we live in a world where where Lincoln are <laughs> you know potentially yeah. you know going to beat us at home yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll definitely address that post match because we've obviously got <laughs> a lot that we want to discuss about yesterday's revelations yeah, but yeah. this I mean we've said this before this, this is where we are this is an absolute disgusting state of things we should be turning up today regardless of who we're playing in this league expecting well, to Stuart said we're in a good shape we'll cover that later we'll cover that later <laughs> um, yeah so we'll leave it at that but um, we will be back not at half time I said half time before but to be honest half time just always shall crap shall we do some predictions uh, shall we do a prediction I will do a prediction right I'm, you know what I'm going to be positive I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Sunderland I think Lincoln are poor away from home they don't score many which pretty much is setting them up for a 1-0 winner from honest at this point. Um, but no, you know what? We, I was at Fleetwood. We were all right. We played well against Donny. Um, we're at home against Lincoln. 2-0, Chris Maguire, first goal. 1-1. The good old <laughs> fable Jack Ross goal. <laughs> Jack Ross is gone, but he's <laughs> still uh, here in his spirit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 1-1. Chris Maguire to score and... I imagine... I think we'll score first, but I think, I think they will score. Our inability to keep... Kind of clean sheet. Look, I, yeah, we kept a clean sheet against Bolton, but I'm pretty confident the three of us could have kept a clean sheet against Bolton. <laughs> they were absolutely shit. Um, but yeah, look, I'm going to go one one. One one, Ian. Um, as an exile who doesn't get along very often, I'm I'm going to be. But just as we always have been. Don't worry. It's a new. They're sort of decades, so let's hope that the 2020s are good for us. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna optimistically go two nil, and then wait to get shot down in flames later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll see if any of our predictions are true. I'm hoping mine is, um, and we'll be chatting a little bit more about Stuart Donald. And I think the mood will depend on the result. You know, we'll be back in a bit. Uh, so full time. Uh, we're back, just me and Craig this time. We seem to lose Ian somewhere along the line. Sorry, Ian. Um, but uh, Craig, uh, we won, pretty comfortable. Uh, very different mood, I think, to maybe before the match, which is going to make a hell of a contrast in the podcast. But what do you think, Craig? Harry? I was going to say, it sounded like we've got bipolar, wasn't it? It's me, especially. <laughs> um, better, we had a fairly, fairly decent kind of what, 15 minute period where it seemed like everything we tried just came off. Yeah. Bit fortuitous. Um, with at least at least one of the goals, but I would more or less kind of praise Chris Maguire and his persistence for chasing that down. But look, I think on the whole, I thought Lincoln were absolutely terrible. Yeah, um, really, really poor. I'm a little disappointed, if you like, that we we didn't really kind of kick on in the second half. I think, to be honest, it was played at such a flat tempo. Um, but no, I mean, happy to win every game, of course. Um, but <coughs> look. We're still not quite there as of yet. 
gradually kicking up, but this league is so poor. I mean, considering how shite we've been now for the past, well, pretty much since Phil Parkinson's been in charge the whole time, we're a couple of points away from the playoffs. Yeah. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that despite how poor we've been, we could still actually achieve promotion. What we need to do now, regardless of people's opinions, I mean, look, I'm still not one for Phil Parkinson. I know he's not nope, getting sacked, but I'm not standing there, you know, screaming for him to be out. I'll back him every single week whilst we're in the ground. I'll just get behind the team. And it was it was excellent to see everybody follow suit with that today. I thought yeah. the fans were absolutely spot on. Still don't quite believe there was 31,000 there. I think that's... There's a few Lincoln fans, like Craigie. Tons of them, not there? Yeah. What, 3,500? 3,500, at least. Uh, you know, at least. I, I was really, really pleased to see them give it the big legs, cry on Netflix, and then we put them away within 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you really didn't hear a peep until they got that, that dubious goal back. But... Again, I thought the fans were excellent. I thought Lyndon Gooch in particular was was absolutely outstanding. Phenomenal. Yeah. Denver Hume again was phenomenal. Yeah, really, really pleased with Denver Hume. Two months of solid performances from Denver Hume. I think he's been, and I'll be the first to admit, I didn't think too much of him at the start of the season. And I thought, well, maybe he's a left back, not a left winger. And big ask. I think. But he's he's gone under that kind of formation to start the season. He's been great. Yeah, he's 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 still a boy, and considering realistically, last season he was third choice. Get rid of Brian Oviedo get rid of Reese James and to be fair we'll probably expect to keep Reese James considering we extend his contract a week before he went um, Lawrence Debock <laughs> how long have you got but Come back, yeah he, he, he kept Lawrence Debock out the side yeah. um, which look, is not kind of praise worthy if you like because Debock was absolutely terrible but if you think how Denver started the season as yeah, well though I yeah. think everyone said he got hauled off a new left yeah back. he got hauled off like, against Oxford he looked really really hauled um, off against Bolton as well it was, no, it was Ipswich as well. Ipswich, I, I think yeah. the thing. I think it was Ipswich actually. Yeah. Not Oxford, yeah. And he and he looked he looked fairly poor. Um, but now I, anything I, good I'm, comes to him, doesn't yeah, it? Really? I'm, I'm I'm really pleased for him. He he grafts. He doesn't complain. Um, I thought he was unlucky with the goal. I thought it was a foul. Uh, yeah, it was right in my corner right now. A corner yeah. actually. I think. And he, I mean, I'm happy to be wrong, but that was offside, surely. I'd like to see it back. He did, um, he David Nugent it on the line. Yeah. Well, that fella, that Evs Dubai fella, I'll wait for him to put it up on Twitter because he's yeah. He seems to be uh, to be always uploading videos, so I'll, I'll check. Be on it. I'll check his uh, Charlie. I think he's a parasite. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Ch- I'll check his feed afterwards, <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll see the go- I'll see the goals again. But look on the whole, it was a good performance. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, like I said, we we fell off a little bit in the second half, but next week's going to be a big test for us obviously it's a wicked test I think big I think physical size we win next week we're back I, in it like we are right back in it and I'll suddenly start going fair enough you've, you've, to me you've earned a bit of a stay of execution to Poggy if he wins next week because Fleetwood was a bit like meh but now Fleetwood the Fleetwood result based on the decision that went against us and the result against Doncaster performance today yeah. especially first half makes me go all right then, but like beat Wickham, and then I, I may take up and I may sit up and take a bit more notice and think yeah. maybe I was wrong. But then again, I don't think we're wrong. We're only we're only one defeat away from being like thirteenth or something. And that's just how poor this league is. It's how poor we've been. And look, you know, if we look at results in isolation, good good win today. You know, you're happy to beat anyone three one at home. But this is what three or four wins in sixteen, seventeen games. Yeah. It's on the whole, I. I whether he'd care to admit it or not, but he has underwhelmed. There's... I feel like it's the first good side we've put away today, though, because I know Lincoln are a little bit further down, but like the teams we've like, trashed, like Tramia, and the teams we've beat, like MK Dons and Wimbledon, 
and uh, South End, they're, they're all poor teams. And I feel like when we come against anyone decent, we're faulted. Whereas I think Lincoln are actually a good team, and they've got a bit of pace in them. I think Tyler Walker's good. Yeah. I think Akinde was good when he came on second half. He asked, he asked questions. Um, I think the team played really well today. I think, and I, and I know there's a, that, that long running joke about Dobson and all that, and I I I, I don't love that much. Do, I don't think Dobson's that great. He's one player, of his better games. But I think he had a good game today, and I think they all did apart from White. I think every time it went to White, it just came backwards, and I think maybe in the cold light of day when I'm not recording it, literally seconds after the final whistle, I'll change my mind and think I'm being too negative. But for me, I'd get McNulty up there. I, I, yeah. I, I think White just doesn't bring enough. Out of all the players today, I thought he was quite underwhelming, and yeah. I don't want to be. You know, picking people out, but I just can't see what he offers. I can't. I mean, there's so many times where, yeah, look, he does. He gets handled, but like, he, he's a big lad, so obviously he does get targeted. But he's so weak. He's always in the wrong position as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we said prior that when Mark McNulty is involved, and he's always he, look, he gets ten minutes, and that's it's unfair to give someone ten minutes to say make a difference. Yeah, you know, because it's League One, the League One players, they're just not very good, so they're going to need a little time, but this is every week where he's coming in and he's having a chance here and there, and you're going, you know, maybe if he had a little bit longer, maybe he could change the game. don't want to be a dick about it, but I also think Ian McGeady would, you know, yeah. fit back into this side, and I'd like to think that if it is the case that, you know, there has been a falling out, that maybe they can try and re-explore this situation again and go can we resolve it instead of just bombing him out it, it might be worth saying we have a player of his calibre that we haven't had involved now for about what four or five games potentially we could have picked up more points and it's another quality player that has suddenly disappeared from the squad alongside Catamol and Oviedo Honeyman and we're told reasons by the club of why they've gone is to get this off and to be honest we're replacing it with a lot of crap and I don't I, I don't think we can replace a McGeady with a player of equal quality and we need actually better yeah so for me then you try and fix the McGeady situation either way and it's, it's you don't want to come in after a 3-1 and be like oh we should try and fix the McGeady thing because you say oh we've won 3-1 the performance has been good the past few weeks but I, th- I just think you, you want the stronger squad and I let's still get, think yeah let's get everybody singing from the same hymn sheet again yeah. though because I mean look like granted, I I wasn't at Fleetwood, I was away, but I I was told and I seen tweets that people were still singing Kevin Phillips and I seen that at Doncaster yeah, it was. as well, yeah. which is fair enough. That's people's opinion. I still personally don't want Phil Parkinson as manager. However, if Same. it's the case that results improve and he can kick on and he can deliver on his promise, I'd love to be wrong. We'd both love to be wrong. Look, I, I want to be wrong about every manager that we've said isn't right yeah. for here. I want to be right, wrong about Moyes, Grayson, Coleman. You want to be wrong about them all. You don't want to stand and take satisfaction in getting beat or doing shite because no one does. No, you know, not. whoever comes through the door, you're basically going to say, right, welcome, do a job for us. But I still think we need to revisit that situation. Sure I've, got, I've got no confidence in us bringing enough quality in this particular month to really make a substantial difference. Um, and I think the fact that, like I said, you've got someone like him paying his wages, he's, he's sat at home, yeah. he's training with the 23s. What's the point? This is allegedly, by the way, a man who was supposed to be bullying the young lads behind the scenes is training no, with the 23s. The 23s yeah. Work that out. Um, I still think it's financial, and you know what? So do I. I'd have an awful lot more respect for the club if they actually just turned around and told us. said it. Yeah. If, that, if that's the case, just admit it, because... You, know, you couldn't really argue if someone said, well, McGeady's been off form for however many games and we think the wage that he's on we could bring in another three players, three players. Of, of better quality that yeah. could add to the squad. I, I might disagree with it, but it would make a bit more sense. Just be open and honest. That's, that's all we're really kind talking of, of uh, out for. Talking of honesty, though, 
Um, we did say we were going to touch on Stuart Donald's comments yesterday, which I'll be honest, left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I think my, my thoughts on that really quickly were, it sounded again like it was the fans' fault. Oh, the fans wanted us to go. Stewart's been wanting, as far as I'm aware, to sell the club for a long time. I mean, what was the what was Mark Campbell if that wasn't a sale? And, and I know there's been a lot of talk about FPP, and I know that was allegedly an investment. But then again, you've, I would ask them why did the company's house class as a takeover? But um, yeah, I wasn't. It didn't sit right with me the comments he made yesterday. But um, Craig, what did you think of his comments yesterday on the radio? I'm surprised he turned up for the interview, to be honest. I half expected him to conjure up some sort of excuse with Total Sport. Look, I thought it was an absolute chucker. And for me, it sums up his time in charge. He's been consistently inconsistent with his message. Um, he forgets about things that he's discussed in the past. And now he's attempted to cover it up with empty promises and deflects blame elsewhere. Last night, again, there was continuous contradictions, I thought, throughout. And the lies about the Red and White Army and about the alleged claim that they said he's killing the club was what kind of really stood out but it was the scaremongering as well um, you know yeah. if I leave then the Americans will leave also I mean come off it they haven't invested in Stuart Donald I don't care what he says and that's my opinion they no, haven't invested yeah. in him they've invested in something football club yeah to suggest that a party of billionaires who basically represent and care for the wealth of the man who according to Forbes magazine is the 27th 27th he's had a shit year hasn't he he's dropping down 27th richest man in the world and they're only interested in investing in him not this football club and this by the way is despite them travelling halfway around the world to come watch us play against Wimbledon they've had a guided tour of the academy by Jack Ross and then they reportedly attended a board meeting and then they go through a process of due diligence and like you said even set up a company at the Stadium Alive but look hey the more interested in a car insurance salesman and if he leaves they leave also I just think that's absolutely rubbish I think it's hard to believe in him it's beyond egotistical and I think he really needs to remember the reality is is he's only going to get into meeting rooms with these people because of his position at Sunderland Football Club yeah. I think it's an absolute disgrace that he has basically once again kind of made it seem that everything is the fans fault um, you know this whole notion that it's only a very very small percentage have said that the one to go. The reality is, fifteen thousand retweets. Fifteen thousand, yeah. The, the red white army, ALS, us, wise men say. Now, I, I, look, we don't speak for everybody because we've had tweets saying yeah. I disagree with you. That's fine. We yeah, respect absolutely everybody's yeah. opinion. Um, but I, I thought it was disappointing that Stewart chose to ignore that last night. And like you said, it was, it was fifteen thousand. Um, I mean, like I said, the, the weird thing about it was as soon as like he came out and and sort of spoke we had people doing 180s on us um, basically saying like you know you bang out of order this that and the other and like I said it, it's not an attempt for us to say that we're speaking on anybody's behalf we're just at a stage now where he's made so many mistakes and he won't front up to them we want someone to be here we want somebody to make sure that they're running the club on a day to day basis and we just don't have that for me as well I mean you touched on the idea of him. he's wanted out for a while the Mark Campbell situation absolutely stunk You've got Jack Ross, who basically spent the entire summer speaking to him, you know, identifying transfer targets with him. How can that be right? And then we, we're just continuously on the back foot from that. That falls through. And it killed the summer if that's what happened. Ruined oh, it. it. Ruined if, it. If you're going to be in a and position... Something killed it. If you're going to be in a... Yeah. What is it? Is something it, is, killed it. Is it, I want more money? I, this is pure speculation, by the way. I don't want a solicitor's letter through the talk. <laughs> but you can't make the claims that they did say, look... 100 points um, you know we're in a position where we're going to keep all of these players and then subsequently sell them we've offered contracts to John McLaughlin who as of Thursday still said he has not had a contract offer 
there's just too many inconsistencies, there's too many contradictions, there's too many stories about why the Americans want to get involved. On Total Sport's last appearance, which again was an absolute shocker prior to this one, he basically said, well, look, if I default on the, the repayments, the Americans will take charge of the football club. Last night, oh, they've got no interest in the football club. The investments in him. Oh, which one what's, is it? What's that really wrong with me? And the thing that I picked out, and I don't know how many of the other people picked out, when he went, oh, if you're going a bad run, which happens at every club, oh, like the the corners are wrong and the, the tea's wrong and the, and the pies are not very nice. Like, no one's picking apart stuff like that. No. People are picking apart stuff, that are, stuff that's happened for 18 months that have been catastrophic failures that yeah. have made this entire time we've been here yeah. a real struggle to get back and I think it, I think it's unfair to say that we're just picking apart little things like pies and, and pint, pints of bovril or whatever it is that you wanted to pick out we're picking out on big things that like Sunderland fans are not daft and I've said no. this numerous times the reason that it's hard to get at Sunderland is because we're not daft we know when you talk shite and it wasn't just a bad run and everything got bad we can still see despite a good win today a lot of ineptitude yeah. over the last couple of months that has stemmed from the top. And when we're discussing you know, whether it's the case of picking bits out, it's picking bits out like employing people in job roles who aren't you know, fit for purpose. It's picking out Paul yeah. Reed's responsibility, the fact that since his time in charge, every academy team of ours, they're losing every single week. Now, we've tried to address criticism with that, and again, it just seems to fall flat on its face. What I can't quite grasp is that he he once again said yesterday that everything is absolutely great. The atmosphere behind the scenes is great. We're doing well. I don't you know, think it is. I just want <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I just think he needs to front up to the mistakes that, that's been made. Personally, I... Again, it's it's my opinion. I'm not going to go back to the statement and make sure that any of it's sort of diluted because the position remains the same, that he needs to go. But, look, it's not just him. It's also Charlie. I know Charlie has stepped down from his position. However, yeah. he still has a stake. But th- th- this is my concern, and this is one of the grown, grown questions and criticisms, if you like. So, Stewart went missing for basically two months. Not, nobody knew where he was. And when he eventually came out and said, look, I've got personal issues, I've got personal problems, that's absolutely fine. We understand that, we accept that. But in the process, he's had Charlie Methvin here running the club. Now, when Charlie, when Charlie departed, it was noted in his farewell statement, if you like, that Stuart thanked him for staying on longer than he wanted to. Charlie also wanted to leave. So basically, we've got people who are not here anytime. We've yeah. got the other directors, and they are Fox. I mean, we're told he works here on a part-time basis. We're told from sources inside the club that the staff here don't really know what's going on or who's in charge. This, this is some of football. You know, we need things in place. We're crying out for someone to take charge. We're not wanting romantic appointments as, as much as I like, say, Tom Sloan's and Dave Jones, but these are part-time roles, non-exec board members. We need somebody who's actually going to be here and in charge. Now, with all due respect to Stuart, he can't manage his club. I think that's being displayed. No. He's not the right man for it. I admire that he's took it on. And look, yeah, he's had criticism, but effectively he's come in and he's won the lottery by taking this football club. He will inevitably make a profit, but the situation hasn't changed, like you said. He's, he's tried to sell this club from the offset, but right now, you know, as Perez comments last night, I need a bit longer. I want to, I want to get it right before I go. It stung itself pity for me. And also for me was, you know, kind of speaking out to suggest that I want to stay a little bit longer and try and get us up the league and maybe sell us for more. And I, and I don't think... And I can only speak about, I, I, I judge people on 
the way they are. And I mean, just to touch on Paul Reed, I think if there's one person I feel sorry for, and I know there'll be loads of people that disagree with me, it is Paul Reed. I think he's been he's been handed a job that's really difficult, and I know on he's results he's, it's, it's not succeeding, but I think he's been handed a hell of a job, and I think he's like. But what makes him qualify for the job? That's my question. I mean, when Charlie's had his fun nights, the ones which, of course, Stewart was due to attend and didn't, um, when Charlie's come into them and people said, why didn't you appoint Kevin Phillips as manager? Why did you go down for Parkinson? He always came up with the same generic response. He He said it was experience. Now, he's been an assistant manager at Stoke, Derby, Leicester City. Um, You know, he's been around the block, Kevin Phillips. He's played for a lot of big clubs. He also knows this club inside out. So my question, at least for that, is how can you basically say he needs experience, but Paul Reid, who's literally fresh out of football, you know, with all due respect to him, hasn't played for a, a big club. He's another one of the Eastleigh boys. What makes him qualified to step into a Category 1 academy and say, I can run this? Now, results yeah, show that he point, can't. Results show that he can't. We get beat every single week. You can't tell me that these kids who are coming in, the 23s, the 18s, are enjoying being part of this football club at the moment. They're going to win. The, I mean... What, the 23's got to be 10-11? 10-11? Yeah. But, it's absolutely soul-destroying. But for, for me, and again, one of the further points of, of Donald is I also think it's weak on his part. And he came on the radio and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give them what they want. And, you know, Simon Pride offered them the opportunity to say, well, you know, do you, do you not want to disagree? Do you not want to kind of stand up and yeah. front up to them and explain why you think you should stay? And he was like, well... Yeah, yeah, but no, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just give them what they want. You know, have a bit of balls and basically say like, look, yeah, okay, listen, it hasn't been good enough, but this is my plans. This is what I'm going to do. The reality is, we know that he can't get rid of this football club very quickly. This is not the sale of a house. This is the sale of a football club. But make yourself more available. Don't conveniently come on the radio, tell us why. Well, at least give the hint of the impression that's the fans' fault, and then the next day, if you basically want to tell us that you're doing everything for this football club and that you're in the process of making sure the recruitment and everything's fine be here every week be here on a match day yeah. it's not too much to ask I, I know there's been rumours that apparently he wasn't there and I, I don't know I haven't looked into it too fresh after the game but I know I, as far as I'm aware he's not here well for those the most important for thing. those who, who are listening who are still listening to us moaning on uh, <laughs> Nick Laughlin at the Echo it was his tweet um, that, that he basically put up so for me yeah look he's not here yeah. hasn't been here in a long time which I suppose kind of further questions the, the statement that he put out to say that you know we've been playing really good football of late how do you know you're not here are you watching on a stream but the flip side just to keep everything massively positive go on best 45 minutes of the season at the start and we won uh, I think the 15 minutes where we've kind of put them away um, I thought a good first half I thought very we, good thought we played very well against Portsmouth at the start of the season after going 1-0 down I yeah, thought we done well no, to recover we did. seemed a long time ago that though I, I, look, I, I think at the moment it looks like we're, we're turning a direction very, very slowly. Yeah. I don't want to get you know too sort of above ourselves, but it's a type of performance we're growing to expect. It's a type of performance that if we delivered under Jack Ross, people would be going, that's a bit shite. When it was like our second half. Exactly yeah. that. So we, we've got to be consistent in that message to say like, yeah, Phil, okay, we've won today. We've won two out of the last three, but... Overall, that's what four and sixteen. It's still not good enough. It needs to be four and five wins. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be like eight out the next. Ten. Win, the, win next week, and I'm, I'm, I'm happier. Well, I want to win every game, but yeah. Wickham's a much, much different challenge. Like I said, they're, they're a horrible team, and I know people. Uh, are got often, to that though in this league. Of course, you have. Yeah, but I, I mean. 
do we have the character to go against it? Because we've looked very fragile every single time we've yeah. played them. I want Lyndon Gooch involved again. Yeah. Um, uh, again, the the characteristics and his his displays of it, it's it's the leadership, isn't it? It's it's what you're crying out for. For me, he's 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 a Sunderland captain in the making. Um, I think he's been absolutely brilliant and it's no surprise for me no coincidence at all that our fortunes have changed with his involvement so I'm over the moon that he's back over the moon that he scored two goals um, just over the moon that performed but look, like I said we just keep grounded and, um, and make sure that this time next week hopefully we'll have another conversation picking out some finer points but still saying look we're pleased that we've won but um, at, least, at least for the moment we need to go into next week we need to try and get some business done in the transfer market as yeah. well. We need we need to try and get the, these deals done quickly. We need to bed them in. I don't want to be waiting until January the 31st and trying to get people up to speed. It's, it's no. no good. So, Stuart, if you are listening, um, this week would be come nice home. Yeah, please, please come home and, <laughs> uh, and try and get some transfer dealings done, as you promised, because, again, your statement said last night that we are going to be backed in the transfer market. So, again... That, that decision lies with you whether you're going to do so whether you're going to honour that promise or not if you don't then obviously that's uh, I suppose that's just a further failed promise but we'll wait and see over and out flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.